Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Salakata back on the fan, going old 12 a.m. Michael Flegelman. Fleegs will take you through the overnight. Me and you until then, 877-337-6666, whatever is on your mind on this Thursday night. Looking ahead of the weekend, Verlander goes tomorrow night for the Mets against the Blue Jays as Toronto will come to town. Hall of Fame day on Saturday as the Mets will induct Howie Rose, Gary Cohen, Al Leiter, and Howard Johnson in the Hall of Fame. And the Yankees are headed to L.A., probably there now. They were on the off day traveling to L.A. And they're going to have some reinforcements with them. The Yankees have not played in Dodger Stadium since 2019, but they will have Judge and Stanton in that lineup together for the first time in a while. Stanton obviously been out for a while. Stanton and Josh Donaldson coming back. Tommy Canley as well to the bullpen. Yankees send Oswaldo Cabrera down, but it's always a fun series when those three teams, when those two teams get together. Those three teams, when those two teams get together. So we're looking forward to the Yanks and the Dodgers, and of course the Mets and the Blue Jays. Odd matchup, Mets and Blue Jays, but nonetheless, it'll be a big weekend out at City Field. Lisa is calling from Ohio. Hi, Lisa. Hey, how are you, Sal? Good, Lisa. How are you? Good. So happy Johan Santana Day. Yes, Johan, uh, the 11th anniversary of the no-hitter. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. There's rumor out there they're going to do something for the first of next month for Bobby Bonilla. Do you know anything about that? I, what rumor? Where'd you hear that? What rumor are you talking about? I heard a rumor that Steve Cohen is going to honor Bobby Bonilla and put a check out on the field for him. Where did you hear that? I have not heard anything about it. I uh, have always thought that the um, the Bobby Benilla Day thing is overblown, and I think anybody who tweets about it on that day needs to find new material. It's been played for at least 10 years, maybe even more. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It's not funny. It's stupid. We're long beyond it, especially since Steve Cohen took over, but really I never found it funny to begin with. I have not heard a rumor, though, about it, so you would know more than me. I heard I don't. I heard it on one of the radio stations. It was on WFAN. That's why I wanted to ask you because you were pretty much up to date on everything. Yeah, well, that I have not heard, so I can't tell you, Lisa. And thank you for the call, Connor. Have you heard anything about that Bobby Benilla Day? I mean, I don't even know why no, this is still I have a not. thing. It's, it's like Steve Cohen joked about it. I remember. I, th- I think when he first took over the, the first year where he joked about it and said, "Oh, maybe we should have him come on the field every July first, and we'll present him with the check." Like. It's not a big deal. It's overblown. It was overblown because of the Mets' financial issues, prior ownership. That's not there anymore, so who cares? Other teams have done the same thing with paying players to, you know, lifetime contracts because they wanted to defer the money. You know, deferred money, and then it goes you know, to however many years, and I forget the exact year when it's going to be over with Benia, but to me, it's just it's something that's so stupid and over. Uh, it's 
played out. It's been overdone on social media, at least. Every It's the same thing like clockwork. Happy Bobby Benita Day. Like, it's so original. Like, people think that they're funny. Happy Bobby Benita Day. Dude, it was stupid and played out and old 10 years ago, and you're still doing it. How about you come up with some new content? Try it once, maybe. Might be good for you. Might be good for your brand. Happy Bobby Benita Day. Everybody, like, oh, my God, it just shows you the amount of losers on social media. Philip is calling from Freeport. What's up, Philip? Can we talk about Festivus then? I mean, that makes sense. I like Festivus. <laughs> I mean, how about Steve just pays them out and it's done? I mean, yeah, but how about, who, how about who gives a crap? The Mets it's have the highest payroll thing. in baseball. It's so silly. It's such a dumb. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And then you say, what, Volkopak stinks? Well, how about this? How much did he weigh in 19? I mean, he looks like when they got him from Pitt, right, uh, I don't know if he. I'm assuming he's been the same size. I don't. I don't know. They don't I mean, have I'm the not weight. I'm not trying to pick on you. You know me, sir. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to hurt anybody. I like to have fun, uh, talk sports. But you hit 30 home runs, and now you're the way you are now, man. That's maybe there's a problem there. You know. Well, you're saying he needs to get bigger. Well, uh, no. Well, no. <laughs> I mean. Maybe this guy was in better shape in uh, nineteen. I don't no, know. I, I, from the a husky guy. Uh, well, I, 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 but I think he's always been that way. Oh, I, okay, well that's what I mean. I, yeah, and I, I, and I personally, guy. and I'm not saying you do or not, but yeah, you yeah, brought yeah. it up. I personally don't give a crap what the player looks like, <laughs> how fit he is. No, I, no, not I saw I'm Cecil saying, well, Fielder maybe, right. and, and his son Prince. Right, I saw right. those guys dominate. So I've seen bigger athletes or baseball players in particular go out there and hit with homers. You know what way. you know what I haven't seen? I've never seen a guy that big not be a power hitter. Generally if you are built Babe like Ruth that wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> but I'm saying if you generally if you're built like that, you're a right. power hitter. You're not right. a, a guy who goes up there and looks to wall. Right, right. And with the Yankees, you're right. I mean, you are spot on. I mean, these guys get all-stars back, you know, when when they're hurting, you know, all of a sudden you get a whole I mean, that's this is a big hole coming, you know, uh for the Dodgers. This is, and and again, you're right. If if they're all healthy and can do well, I think Torres has really, uh, you know, uh, done very well in, in, the, in the top spot here. I think he's really adjusted his game to handle this. I think he's much more prepared. You got to be prepared when you're a leadoff hitter. You just can't be walking around the dugout high five. You you got to be ready. I mean, you get you know a couple shots up there. You know, um, a couple pitches come. You want to be on base. You don't want to start off. You know, not on base as the leadoff man. And then you. Well, Glaber's done, yeah, done a decent job, and right. you know he's been he's been fine. He's been pretty. Um, pretty solid is the way that I would use uh, mm-hmm. the word that I would use. Solid for Glaber Torres hasn't been the way that he was in 2018, 2019, uh-huh. but he hasn't been as bad as maybe he was the last couple of years. So I think Glaber's been impactful right. this year for the Yankees. I'd be curious to see though if he's hot, Rizzo's hot, Stanton's hot, Judge's hot, like in that that little, little you know anybody else. Right yeah. I'm saying that if they're hot, I mean, listen, let, let's just cut through it. The Yankees don't want to be in a one-game series. That that's number one. Well, they're not they're, going to be. I mean, uh, they're built. They're built to win the division. There, there is no. There is no one-game series anymore. It's the wild card round. It's the well, best you know of three. I mean. I mean, but right. But you could get into a very bad situation, and you don't want that. You want to win the division. You want to be in a seven-game series. You, you know, look what happened to the Mets last year. My God, they played all the games at home and still lost. I mean, it was so. Yeah, I mean, odd, that's, you, no, no. You want to win the division, but the Yankees, Philip, are going to have their work cut out for them. And thank you for the call. They're going to have their work cut out for them. To win that division, obviously, because it's the toughest division in baseball. They're in third place, as we sit here right now, six games back of Tampa Bay, who was off to a historic start. So it's not that the Yankees can't catch him, and I think ultimately the Yankees will. And even if they don't, I still feel like the Yankees are built better this year for the postseason than in years past. 
But their lineup, I mean, with Glaber, Judge, Rizzo coming back tomorrow night, Stanton behind him, it's going to look like a different lineup. And even the bottom of the order should look much better for the Yankees with the addition of Donaldson and Stanton both being back in there. You know, I don't know what to expect from Donaldson, but at least the potential is there to where he could be an impactful bat. I don't buy it that he will be, but the potential is there. Kevin is calling from North Bergen. What's up, Kevin? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, Kev. How are you? Good. I just wanted to make a couple comments about the Yankees. Uh, First one is about the roster change that they did. Mm Mm-hmm. Although it was although it was unfortunate, I felt like it really did have to happen. I mean, it's kind of a common sense that, you know, you have these guys coming out of the injured list and Cabrera not performing to the best of his abilities. It was only a matter of time that they have to move him down. So although it's unfortunate, I think it was kind of necessary. But then it brings up the question as to if Donaldson can actually, you know, perform and actually do the role that he's supposed to do. Um, well, if Donaldson, other- if Donaldson doesn't see, this is why the Yankees are so deep and so good. If Donaldson doesn't, they still have LeMayu. If LeMayu doesn't, they have the option of calling up Os- uh, Oswald Peraza, where you could have Peraza. If he doesn't play short, you could have him at third. However, they want to figure that out with Volpe and him. That's something they're going to have to figure out. But Peraza performing well in a minors, you know, maybe he gets the call up, but Donaldson's going to get a run here to see once and for all if he could be an impactful player, if he's got anything to offer for the Yankees. By the way, IKF has been contributing, and he could be an option at third base as well. He's been a good utility guy for him this year. Maybe he can get some run at third base. So the Yankees have options if Donaldson fails. Yeah, that's what I like. I've noticed that IKF has, I guess, grown into his new role as a utility utility player. And you've, you know, we started to see that over the last couple of series. And but just, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was list, I tuned in around in the afternoon that they were talking about how you know Volpe should be getting sent down, this and that, and it kind of sounded unnecessary. Because when you really think about it, when you send a player down to the minors and if he's still a developing player the quality of development that he gets in the minors versus the majors isn't as deficient. So it's kind of like um, self-defeating when you do send a player down to the minors who's still developing. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get, you're not going to get the most out of, you're not going to get the most quality versus staying in the majors. And that was the argument that they made. And I feel like that argument is still valid to Oswaldo Cabrera. But they do, like you said, they do have a sense of validation because Josh Donaldson may have something to contribute. And if they don't, they can go to Plan B, which would be LeMahieu or IKF, which brings to my final point, and thank you guys for taking my call, is, Mm. you know, what are we going to do about left field now that Hicks is gone? I mean, we're going to stick with IKF over there. Is this going to be a temporary thing? Do you think that they're going to make a move for the trade deadline? I mean, I think they can make a trade. I think Bowers is an option. But I think first, IKF obviously going to be an option at some point. But I I can't imagine, you know, if you go into the postseason, and thank you for the call, Kevin, you go into the postseason game on, I I have a hard time thinking IKF is going to be starting in left field for the Yankees. They could trade for somebody. It could also look like Aaron Judge in left field, Harrison Bader in center field, and John Carl Stan in right field. That's an option as well. And a matter of fact, that was the option that the Yankees were looking to make the primary option 
before the year. Remember, they talked about moving Judge to left field to accommodate Stanton, who they wanted to have in the outfield more, try to keep him healthy. How'd that work out? So that's a possibility. If you want Stanton right, Judge in left, Bader in center. I think that's probably their ideal outfield. And then you have the option to move LeMayu to DH. And if not LeMayu, because he's not going, then somebody else, you know, that you, know, you want to, hey, look, Donaldson, I'm assuming he's going to be a third base. We talked about it with Volpe at shortstop. But if you, I mean, the way that it is right now, it would be LeMayu. Let's say that Cabrera gets hot in the minors. He comes up. Maybe he could be an option in left field. But ultimately, I believe that they would prefer, at least is what they said before the year. We'll see now with Stanton back. Now, obviously, we're not going to see it right away with Bader being out. But I, I would believe that they prefer the lineup to be a judge in left, Bader in center, and then Stanton in right field. Tom is calling from Florida. What's up, Tom? Hey, Sal. Thanks for taking the call. How are you, Tom? Uh, not too bad. Uh, feeling pretty good after that uh, that Mets sweep. Yeah, I mean, it was um, a great series for the Mets. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think ever since they uh, beat the Rays, they're starting to get on the right track. But, you know, I'm, I'm still a little concerned, though, as far as how they're going to play out the rest of this uh, next month or two before the deadline. I mean... They, they definitely have some holes. I mean, you got to address the DH. I mean, Vogelback can't be here like another week or two. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm just a little concerned with like their farm depth, like of who they can trade away in order to get that next acquisition to uh, put them over the top in some ways. Because at this point, I don't think they're going to win the division. They, they may make a run at it. I mean, they're only three and a half games back. But at the same time, I mean, they should just be worried about getting into the postseason, right? Well, I know. I want to win the division. I mean, I would be – if I uh, were the Mets, I'd be worried about winning the division. Now, maybe they don't care as long as they get in. I'm sure that that's the most important thing for them just to get in. However, you want to make sure you win the division. If you have that option to win the division to become a top-two seed – where you could get a buy, you I mean, how would you not want that to to get ready to advance to the next round? So I would love that, absolutely. I mean, heck, if it were up to me, I mean, we'd be winning the division every year. Well, right. So that so why not then go for that? It can't just be now, if you tell me that they can't they don't win the division, you know, they make a run at it, they don't win the division, but they make the wild card. Sure, of course, making the playoffs is better than not making the playoffs, but winning the division is better than a wild card. Absolutely. You know, I, I think the the one thing that kind of concerns me, and this kind of goes back to when Steve Cohen took over the team, mm-hmm. is that he, he put a timetable. He wanted to win a World Series in three to five years. Now, that's his own expectation. I get that. You know, in reality, it's just it kind of goes as it comes, I guess. Well, but, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, like, I think just based on past regimes, I think the Mets have kind of been put in a tough spot to where, like in these past few seasons, they don't want to trade away those 
those prime uh, minor league guys like Brett, Brett Beatty and Francisco no, no, Cohen, Alvarez. Cohen has said it. They're not going to. And thanks for the call, Tom. Forget about Beatty or Alvarez. No chance that those guys are getting traded. And I would highly doubt Ronnie Mauricio is going to get traded. And I highly doubt anybody else of any value is going to get traded either. Cohen has come out and said it. They've talked about it. The only way to sustain success is to draft and develop. You can't trade all these guys. Doesn't mean you have to keep every one of them, but you're not going to be trading a lot of them. And they already regret trading for Javi Baez a couple years ago. That kind of scared them off last year. But this year, if they're going to take another step forward to be a team that could go win a World Series, they're going to have to make a move some way. I mean, somehow, some way, they're going to have to trade somebody. Maybe it's Vientos. Maybe it's somebody else. That would be the one guy to me that would be potentially being traded because you see what they think of him. Took forever to get him up here because he should have been up here. Once uh, Ruff was DFA'd, he should have been up here. He had to hit home runs every single night to force their hand. And then even when he's here, he's not getting any playing time. So maybe that's a guy they... I have no idea what they're going to do. In years past, I would say, well, you know what? They're going to go out there. They'll make a big trade. They'll get some... I said it last year. They'll get what they need to get at the trade deadline. They're not going to do it. Now I don't. I have no idea what to expect. Because they're not giving up top guys. Hopefully they don't have to. You know, as far as a three- to five-year window, too many people made a big deal of that. What do you want them to say? You're taking it literally. Nobody can guarantee anything or predict anything. His hope was to build a winner in three to five years. So what? Let's say they don't win in five years. What are you going to do? You know what's going to happen? The media's going to, Steve, it's a, the five-year window is up. What now? And you know what he's going to say? I'm spending the most money in baseball. I've done my part. What do you want me to do? I'm going to continue to put a team out there that can win the World Series every year. Like I said I was going to do from day one. I've done it. It'll happen at some point. Like, who cares a three- to five-year window? Oh, we're in year three of the three- to five-year window. Yeah, you knuckleheads. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you got the richest owner in the sport spending the most money on his team. That's what matters. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Akata on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal Akata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Total 12 a.m. Fleegs. 
Michael Fliegemann will take you through the overnight. Your calls until then been a fun night. Talking Mets, talking Yanks, talking other, I guess. There's before you get back to the calls, 877-337-6666. So I was watching the Yankee game. I want to say it was over the weekend. I, I actually forget when it was. But I'm pretty sure I saw this commercial during the Yankee game. And it wasn't even a commercial. It was a billboard. You know, like they have the things behind home plate where they, they change or whatever. They show the, the thing that they're sponsoring. And I saw it said Oris, and it was Kermit the Frog's face on there. And I was like, what the hell is that? Now, I'm a huge Muppets fan. I love Kermit the Frog and got my daughter into it. We're watching the old Muppet show. Matter of fact, every time I come downstairs, you know, because they're always up before me, my daughter and my wife, I come downstairs. Now, my daughter doesn't even say dad, dad. She says, Muppet show, Muppet show. She points to the TV, Muppet show. So I love Kermit. And I, I'm like, what, well, what is this? Oris, Kermit, what, do they miss something? And I Google it. And it's a watch. And I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. You know, it's the Kermit the Frog green face to the watch with a nice silver band. And I'm like, wow, this looks really nice. And Kermit's face pops up there every first of the month, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm looking into it. I'm like, I want this. I got to have this thing. And then I saw the price. Connor, you have any guesses on what this Oris Kermit the Frog watch would be well i do know the watch market is very difficult to get into it's very expensive i'm gonna say 110 dollars. okay now if it were 110 dollars, i would have bought 10 of them potentially uh way over that much for a kermit the frog Dude, watch you know it's an I, i've never heard of oris before but yes yeah, so a kermit the frog so i'm thinking like what could it be a couple hundred bucks okay no problem i go check it out dude four thousand six hundred dollars <laughs> $4,000? For a Kermit the Frog watch! 4600 bucks To a point where I'm looking at I'm like, does that say 600 What's that four in front of it? Like, that can't be right. Dude! $4,600! And then I'm like telling my friends about this, and they're like, oh yeah, like watches are a huge status thing. And I'm like, I mean, I've known that to a certain extent, but even if you had the money, let's say you had and maybe not endless amounts of money, but enough money to where that wasn't a concern. What's the most you would justify to yourself spending on a watch? Like, would you ever spend If I was like a billionaire, like I just had endless money? Well, how about a millionaire, not a billionaire? Not endless money, but like, are you looking this up? Did you check out the Kerman watch here? I'm just looking at regular watch prices okay. are just ridiculous. Well, like, a, like Rolexes, what do they go for? Over ten grand. So I'm looking grand? at one twenty-two thousand dollars for what? A Rolex? For a Rolex? Like who the hell would ever? I know there are people out there that do twenty-two thousand dollars for a watch just to say that I'm rich because you have you could just check your phone if you really wanted to see the time it's on there. <laughs> right, you don't even need. You're a just watch trying anymore. to tell people you're rich. My watches, I wear a lot of watches. I've spent maybe like three hundred bucks on a watch or whatever, but they never work. I don't even get the batteries to place them anymore. It's so annoying. You do that, it's a hassle to get that done, and they only last a year anyway. So none of the watches that I even own tell the time. So it is. You're right. It's just a, it's an accessory, which is fine, I guess, but. To justify spending that much on it. But this one hits home to me. Like, I love Kermit, and I love this watch, and I want one. But 4600 bucks. The problem with this, too, is, like, if you're going to buy a Kermit the Frog watch, it's probably going to be for one of your kids. And who is going to be able to justify spending $4,000 well, on a watch? I'll, I'll, Unless I'll, you're just a diehard Muppets fan and you're an adult. Well, this is what I'm saying. That is that is what I am. So that's why I want it. Like, I'm a diehard, diehard Muppets fan. I'm an adult. 
which I'm sure I'm not alone, but still, you're right. Like, the majority of people that, I mean, like, if you love Kermit, I, I don't know. Are you spending 4600 bucks on a watch on him? Uh, I don't know. I, even if I had the money, like, what's the most you would spend, realistically? I would spend, if I if I had, like, a million dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. I would maybe spend $1,000. All right, okay, that's what I mean. Like, realistically. And even that is, like... You know, it's a lot. I'm, I'm getting Terry Collins, you know, former Mets manager, of course, hooked me up with a suit. I was complaining one day about how the suit fit. He goes, I got you taken care of. And he got me the suit for free. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll buy one on my own. Like, buy one, get one free. And then I look at the price. You, like, you're talking potentially thousands. Now, you could spend maybe a thousand bucks or whatever. And I'm going to end up getting one. But even that, which is something that I actually need for work, right? And, and even if you buy a suit, a, a good one's going to be at least that anyway, like 700 bucks, 600 so I was like, all right, whatever. A couple of thousand dollars, I guess, on a suit. It's ridiculous to even think of, but maybe a necessity, especially if you're working TV. Like, you should look like a professional. But a watch? 4600 bucks. Watches and designer designer clothes make no sense to me. Like, you want, want to buy a pair of Versace jeans, and they go for, like, $4,000, and they look just like Levi's. How One watch doesn't look that much. A Rolex doesn't look that much different than a nice... Four hundred dollar watch. Right. Like I could get a cheap, like I don't even know, like is a fossil watch a cheap thing anymore? It used to be back, you know, when I was a kid. But whatever, like I, you could get something that does the same job. I don't know. I just wish it was current. Like I don't care. I don't need the status to say, "Oh, look, I spent four thousand dollars on a watch." I want the watch because I love Kermit. I want Kermit the Frog watch. Five hundred bucks, sure, maybe even six hundred. That's how badly I want it. But I don't care if it was a $100 watch or a $50 watch. I'd wear it the same way. I don't care about the status of it. But how the hell do you make that watch $4,600? There's got to be a better option. 877-337-6666. Ray is in Waterbury, Connecticut. Ray, what's on your mind tonight? I found good show as usual. Thank you, Ray. I was watching your show on SNY tonight, and and I agree with uh, Jim Duquette. I think Parada is a big cha- trade chip because Alvarez is going to nail down the catching spot for the next twelve years. You know, well, and, I mean, and, you and, don't and, you don't know that twelve years is a long time, especially when you're talking about a catcher. Like you have no idea. I, I, obviously, Alvarez projects to be the catcher here, hopefully for a very long time, but uh, you have no idea how long. And also with the luxury of the DH now, you know, you could have room for two catchers, and you could get them in there regularly. I'm not opposed to trading Parada, who is, I believe, a top 30 prospect in all of Major League Baseball. I don't know if it's 26 or 25 or 29, something like that. I forget what the exact number is. I'm not opposed to trading him, but it better be the right fit. Right. I agree with you, Sal. And I could see Vientos getting traded because they're not using him, you know? Would you spend $4,600 on a Kermit the Frog watch? No. What if you liked Kermit? I still wouldn't. Yeah. What's the most you think you'd spend on a watch, Ray? Uh, I don't know. I, I I don't spend much more than $25 on a, yeah. on a good watch, you know? Yeah, I don't, play, I don't blame you. I mean, if you can, and thank you for the call, Ray. Appreciate checking in. If you could find a good watch for 25 bucks, I can't get over it. $4,600. You could have given me 50 guesses, and I would have been like 700 750 800, 800, never in a million years. Now, I'm not saying that I didn't think a watch would be 4,600 bucks, but that watch, come on. 
Steve is calling from Lake Grove. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sal. Um, you know, Father's Day is coming up, so. <laughs> I'll put it on my, yeah, I'm going to put it on my list. My wife already knows about it. She felt bad because she knows how much I wanted it. But I can't spend 4600 bucks on it. I can't justify that. Just get on Amazon. You can find something, I'm sure, under 200 bucks with Kermit on it. Yeah, maybe. Good point. Good point. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember. I, I called uh, before round one of NBA. Uh, I mentioned uh, Parsnips at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I was pleasantly surprised with the Knicks. Um, I thought you were going to say Parsnips. Have you been uh, Have you been around there yeah, lately? No. I, I saw I drive past. Uh, I think we lost you there, Steve. Oh, you're breaking up on us. You there? Ah, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, nah, they're always they're always packed, but I, I don't I don't dare go in there. I'm married, and uh, I don't I don't need a a cougar in my life. <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't know what that means, but no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so going into next year with the the Knicks, um. What what would you like to see happen? What what change do you think gets us over the hump? Great question. Uh, they need more shooting. I mean, I think that that's the easy, obvious answer. Uh, I, I don't know the specifics on what they're going to be able to handle cap space, cap-wise. Uh, I'm not sure what the trade possibilities would be. But instead of star chasing, like Porzingis would be a guy I would love to see here. Because he's a big who could stretch the floor and shoot. I think that's something that they need. You want to tell me that they change, you know, Mitchell Robinson and, and look to get somebody who actually has some kind of semblance of an offensive game? I don't know if Tibbs is going to be okay with that, but if the at the very least, if they're going to bring a similar team back, they need to add a shooter or two to this group. I couldn't agree more. Uh... I, I'm, I'm just interested to see who, who it's going to be. I'm, uh, you know, I guess we have to, to wait and see. Do you give uh, Miami any shot here? No, I don't. I mean, you should always give. Look, they're in the final, Stephen. Thank you for the call. You should. And with the way the, you know, Heat have played here, with the way the organization is run, Riley Spolstra, uh, Jimmy Butler. I, I'm not betting against Jimmy Butler or ever counting a guy like that out. He's got that intestinal fortitude he's got that it factor with Jimmy Butler I can never bet against him however I do not think that they're winning this series and it's not just because they lost game one I didn't think they were going to win the series anyway I don't think they're good enough I didn't think they were good enough to beat the Knicks I watched them against the Knicks in game one when I was there at the garden with my wife even though the Knicks lost they said I don't think this team is that good Miami I think the Knicks could beat him here but the Heat played good team basketball. They're tough, mentally tough. I'm not going to count them out, but realistically, and look, I know crazy things happen in sports all the time. We've seen it. I don't think that this team can win this series or will win this series. 877-337-6666. We'll finish up with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. Michael Flegelman. Fleegs will take you through the overnight. We'll finish up with your calls. Matt is calling from New City. Matt, what's on your mind on this Thursday night? Soon to be Friday morning. What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you at this time slot. Don't take it the wrong way, but 
What is this guy Keith just sitting home with a baby this whole time? Keith, Keith will be back on June sixth. Next Tuesday is Keith's return. Wow, that's I'd, I'd rather go to work than stay home with a newborn. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had the time. Uh, you know, when I, when we had our baby with, uh, with my wife, uh, you know, getting pregnant, or whatever, having the baby, I was not full time, so I didn't have the option. But I guarantee I would have taken some time off. And then probably, yeah, I hear you. And then, I, I, and I then probably run there, back to so. work. I, I guarantee I'd run, after two weeks, I'd run back to work saying, get me the hell out of here. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, I have a plumbing business. I think after my wife had my son, I was sitting in the hospital. I said, all right, I'm going to go do a job. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Just sitting there like an idiot. <laughs> anyway, so, what's, what's on right, your mind, man? So yeah, I'm not calling to talk about that. So I think with the Yankees, what they're going to do over the next couple weeks is kind of plug and play and experiment and basically see how they want to have their roster ready to make a push. I think they're going to see what Donaldson has in the tank. They're going to give him a couple weeks to play every day. Uh, I think they're going to experiment uh, with different guys in left field. Maybe it's IKF. Maybe it's Judge going to left field, like you said, and trying to get Stanton in the outfield. But I think over the next month, this is the time to experiment a little bit, and then you'll see what you got. Because if Donaldson plays well – Especially the way Lemayu's been playing lately, like right. I, you know, I don't need to see him every day, and and they also got to see if Volpe is going to snap out of this because you know this team can't go into a playoff chase with this guy at shortstop. He can't hit, and he's really not even that good of a shortstop. I know he's young; he may turn into a great player, but you're trying to win now. You know, this isn't like a Pirates team that is going to win 50 games. He's trying to win a World Series here. No, at some point, Matt, and thank you for the call. They're going to have to make a decision and stop developing where right now they're still developing Volpe. And to your point, they're going to you know be in somewhat of an evaluation mode with Josh Donaldson, seeing where he's at, maybe trying to configure that outfield, seeing what the best option is as far as John Carl Stanton goes, all while trying to win and catch the Orioles and catch the Rays. But it is somewhat of an evaluation taking place. They will get to a point where Volpe doesn't come out of this. They're going to have to make a decision. Whether it's moving, sending him down, whether it's moving him to third, moving him to second, bringing up Peraza, because they can't continue with him hitting under 200 and not playing good defense at shortstop. Not if you're trying to win a World Series. Eric is calling from Connecticut. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal, I haven't made a phone call in 30 years to the fan. I'm driving on 95. I hear your voice. I'm going, Sal. I hear you make some comments. I'm like, all right. I'm going to talk about the Mets real quickly. Um, I think the Mets are like a stratomatic team, the way they're, they're, they're micromanaged. Uh, do you remember when Will Potter was running it? And the common denominator, I know Allison just left, was the Mets would never bring up players early because of the extra contract you didn't want. Right. And now, all of a sudden, if you look at the Braves, Acuna, Harris, the Mets all of a sudden have to bring these players up. It's ridiculous all the speculation and the yeah, but they're here. About- but they're they're all here. I beating. know they're here, but yeah. but you know, the Vogelback should not be playing. They should be playing that kid. They should put up uh, Benitos, Vientos, name, right? Yeah, put them in every day. What do we got to lose? What do we What do we got to lose? Go to a Vogelback is useless. 
Oh, I go to disrupt you. Yeah, I'm not going to argue there. Uh, No, I'm not going to. I mean, I'd still like somebody to explain to me exactly what Vogelback does. So I'm not going to argue there. But you can't just say, well, they got to bring up the kids. And thank you for the call, Eric. And I I love when you guys say that. I haven't called in 30 years. I haven't called in ever. And we were listening and giving you a call. I really appreciate that. So thank you for listening and taking the time to call and interact. I'm not going to argue. I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to see more of Vientos, whether it's Buck, whether it's Epler, whatever, why they wouldn't want to see more of Vientos as the regular DH as opposed to wasting our time with Daniel Vogelback. Remember, it's designated hitter, not designated looker. He goes up there as a DL, not a DH, looking at pitches or a DW, designated walker on occasion. I'd rather it be looker. I think that fits better. He's, in, he's not a DH. He's a DL. Designated looker. He doesn't do anything. Don't you want somebody who goes up there and tries to get a hit, tries to do some damage? He goes up there looking for walks. Yeah, and on occasion, he's going to get it. That's not what you want as a baseball player. Certainly not as a DH. Jack is calling from the west side. What's up, Jack? Hey, Sal. Um, you know, obviously, like a lot of the trends, um, uh, and I wanted to talk about Viento specifically. Can I give you a quick watch thought? Yeah. Um, um, you know, when, when my wife was pregnant uh, um, with our first kid um, you know, 20 years ago, um, you know, it was our fifth anniversary. So we went down to Macy's and we were going to pick out a couple watches as little presents for each other. And we found a really nice one for my wife. And we were, you know, we weren't looking at the jewel section. We were just looking at the nicest thing we could find. The thing about watches is you've got to just find one that fits your wrist, that looks right on your wrist. Mm. And I had, I had something in mind, and uh, I tried on a million watches. just couldn't find anything comfortable. And then the guy finally told me, well, there is something like what you're describing over at this Longines, some French company. So I went over there, sure enough, found a beautiful watch, simple, elegant, classic watch, you know, every day, but elegant to wear the suit if you wanted, and um, tried it on, fit beautifully. It was exactly what I wanted. It was like, you know, five, 600 bucks. And I said to myself, you know, gee, you know, we're about to have a kid. How many packs of diapers can we buy with five, six hundred dollars? So I said, and I said to myself, who am I trying to impress? And I'd seen this watch in Rite Aid, a Timex Indiglo watch. And I said, you know what? It's a little bit clunkier, but it's the same sort of classic style, this watch. So I went and bought it. It happened to be on sale, 40% off. So I got it for 18 bucks. And every time I would change a diaper, especially in the nighttime, and I helping my wife out doing my turn, I would push that button and the dial would go blue. And it would totally mesmerize my kid, and they would try to play with that watch while I could, you know, so they wouldn't. Well, when you think about it, when you think about it practically, Jack, and thank you for the call. I'm just uh, sorry to cut you short there, but we only got a couple minutes left, and I want to get everybody in here. When you think about it practically like that, and you just broke it down for me, you know, and I'm thinking about biting the bullet here and taking the leap and getting this thing, although. I, I can't even justify. It's not even oh, my wife would kill me or whatever. I can't even justify that. Although I want it really bad. But when you think about it, how many diapers can you buy with that? I think about it, I could take my family on a trip for that. Or how many, you know, classes could I pay for for my daughter? And all for what? Because of I want this watch. Jim is calling from Haverstraw. What's up, Jim? Salami, how you doing, my friend? Jim, what's on your mind? Not to listen. I know you only have a couple minutes, just so I'm going to just bang this out real quick. I want to make next point. I want to make a Volga back point, but first, the clothes, the watches, right? So it, it, it's relative, but you got to be careful, right? 
because you say you need a nice suit, two thousand dollars, you're you're um, you're on TV, all that stuff. But if you spend the whole thing on that one suit, you know you're on five days a week. You're you're in trouble, right? When I was younger, I'd buy the the Banana Republic eighty ninety dollar button down. Sal, twenty five years later, I still have it in my closet, right? Because it's the quality. Now I'm into watches. But the watches are kind of just like the sunglasses. I buy a $200, $300 pair. I jump in the ocean. There they go. I sit on them. They're broke. So, you know, kind of, you kind of have to be careful, right? Right. On, on, on what you're doing, how you spend your money. I agree uh, with that. But- if it weren't for Kermit, I would never even consider this watch. Like, it's l- l- never in a million years would I consider that, Jim. And thank you for the call. We had two guys that wanted to call and talk Mets, but they started talking watches, and that was it. Sorry. If not for Kermit, I'd never even think about it. But I want Kermit the watch. Uh, Kermit the frog on my watch. All right, that does it for us. Man, five hours. I mean, you talk about anything. Still a little Vanderpump rules, some Kardashians. Yeah, of course, some Mets and Yankees as well. A little watch talk. Plenty more for you tomorrow as well. We'll be on tomorrow, 7 to 9.30, leading into the Yankees and Dodgers. So stay tuned for that. We'll close out the week strong. Thanks to Connor Green, A for effort, trying to get everybody on. All right, the results weren't there, but the effort always there from Connor. We appreciate it. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. Appreciate each and every one of you. Fleegs will take you through the overnight. He's up next. See you tomorrow. Sports Radio 1019 This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.